The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. As Jesus was setting out on a journey, a man ran up, knelt down before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus answered him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not kill. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not defraud. Honor your father and mother. He replied and said to him, Teacher, I, all of these I have observed from my youth. And Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, You are lacking in one thing. Go, sell what you have and give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. At that statement, his face fell, and he went away sad, for he had many possessions. Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words, so Jesus again said to them in reply, Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, Who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible with God. But he began to say to him, We have given up everything to follow you. Jesus said, Amen, I say to you, there is no one who has given up house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and the sake of the gospel who will not receive a hundred times more now in this present age houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and eternal life the age to come. The gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. How many of us can say, like the rich man in the gospel, that we have kept all the commandments since our youth? How many of us can say that we've never allowed a bad word or a lie pass by our lips? How many of us can say that we've kept this all and every Sabbath? How many of us can say that we've never looked at anybody with lust? How many, can, how many of us can really say, like the rich man, that we have kept all the commandments from our youth? Hmm? So can we all agree then that the rich man in the gospel is extraordinary? He is someone that has accomplished something that very, very few people can actually accomplish. That the guy is practically a saint. And yet, 
Jesus says, it is easier for a camel. A camel! A camel, he, a camel goes into your kitchen and straightens up straight and its head smashes and, and crashes through the ceiling. You're looking around in your upstairs bedroom. A camel to walk through an eye of a needle. Can't even get a fruit fly in the eye of a needle. So it is easier for this camel to just waltz right through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich person to get into heaven. Are you worried? The disciples are. So maybe we've got to talk about this. Let's say, for instance, you're leaving home for the first time to go to college. And you're all happy because you get your freedom. <laughs> you have freedom. No more mom telling you to put on a sweater because it's too cold out. No more dad telling you you've got to be home at a certain hour. You have your freedom. But you also are in debt. And that is the reason why that when you make your first millions, it's not going to go to you. It's going to pay the tuition. And the reason why that is is because you belong. You belong to the college family. Let me, let's say that I go out and buy a Powerball ticket. Can't win if you don't play, right? So let's say an amazing thing happens. I am the sole winner of the Powerball. You'd think I'd be happy, right? But think of all the fishing trips I could go on. Think of all the friends that I would have. Happy people would be surrounding me all my life. But that won't happen if I win the Powerball. And the reason why is because my superior, my boss, will appear before me and say to me, give me that ticket and no more gambling for you. And the reason why that will happen is because I belong. I belong to a religious congregation of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. My father is 86 years old. He still works full time. So last winter, there was a storm and some guy had a house with his, with his roof shingles blew off. So we called my father. He puts a 40-foot ladder against the house and his, and his helper, his 40-year-old guy, says to him, Oh, I can't go up the ladder, my back hurts. My father says, fine, I'll do it. So my 86-year-old father climbs up the ladder. Now, if you go to my father today and ask him, why is it that you haven't put away your first million? You've been working all of these, all of these years. My father will tell you, because, because I retired to dentists. And the reason why that the, the colleges can rip out an old building and put up a brand smick and new building is because of people like my father paying tuition for the kids. And the reason why is my father belongs. He belongs to a family. And the reason why most of us don't have more money in the bank than we could is because we belong. So now we can turn to the gospel with a rich man and we can understand what happened, what it is that went wrong. And the reason why is because the rich man does not belong. Jesus invited him to come, follow me. And he went away sad because he doesn't belong. But let's give the story a happy ending, shall we? Let's say, for instance, you are the rich man. And Jesus comes to you and says, so I'll let you have and follow me. And you say to Jesus, all right, I guess. So you sell all your belongings and you follow the Lord. First thing that happens is you're crossing the, 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 uh, the, the Sea of Galilee. 
And then you see, when all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Jesus walking on the water. And after you catch your breath after that shocker, Jesus leads you to his, uh, the synagogue leader's house where his daughter had just died. See, Jesus takes the daughter and brings her back to life. And after you wipe away some tears of joy, the next thing you know, you're in the upper room. And the Son of God, God, is washing your feet. And then three days later, after Jesus had died a horrible death on the cross, he walks in the upper room. And you're witnessing one of the greatest days in human history. And 50 days later, the Holy Spirit descends upon you at Pentecost, and, and, and now you're able to speak many languages, and you have the power to heal people, and you turn the world around, and you preach, and the next thing you know, the churches are being named after you, and then there won't be one person ever born that will not know of your name and your legacy. All because you belong to Christ. You followed him. The day before I said my first Mass at St. Catherine Siena Parish in Norwood, I went there to practice. <laughs> and the pastor of the parish helped me. He gave me some suggestions. After, I, after the practice, before I was, went home, he said to me this. He said, Peter, there's going to be a lot of ups and downs. I've been a priest for 30 years. But if you can just remember why you're doing this, that, the, that you're following the Lord. If you can remember that, you'll always be happy. He said that to me 27 and a half years ago. And I can honestly say to you today, he's right. He's right.